So just as a recap last week, we talked a little bit about how the, the Bible is such still today that one of the, the, the actual most popular book in the New York Times, bestsellers, that it still is outselling all books. And how we say the Bible is still relevant today. And today we want to talk about what is the Bible, right? What is the Bible? Why do we as Christians, what do we hold on to? Why do we read the Bible? Why do we study the Bible? And how did the Bible come about? Well, first of all, we need to understand something. The word Bible is not just something that people use when it comes to God's Word. If you go in any bookstore, you'll find they have things like... Okay, yeah. But let me tell you this, right? The Bible is, as you go in a bookstore, you'll find something called the Furniture Bible, which will show you what it is, how to put together furniture, how to do all these things. There are things called the Jeep Bible, which is to, to find out what all the Jeep could do. So we have to be very careful on when we talk about Bible, we got to make sure we're talking about the Holy Bible, all right? The Bible that God has given us. So the first blank we look at is this, what is the Bible? Employing the word Bible represents a claim of authority, all right? We need to recognize that when we say the Bible, we're talking about a claim of authority, all right? This is something that we need that we, as we think of the word Bible, it comes from the Greek word biblos, all right, which refers to a particular book used to create an early form of paper. And as we think of this, like I said, we got to make sure that we articulate that we're talking about the Holy Bible. You think about it for a second, right? When you go into, when you get a Bible, you see what? Holy Bible on it, right? That has to be a reason why it is the Holy Bible. It's different than all other Bibles, all right? It's what we believe, what we hold on to, all right? A Bible is what? A source of wisdom or knowledge, all right? This is what we need. We need to understand this is our authority, all right? This is the authority of wisdom and knowledge, or knowledge, all right? We need the Bible, right? We need this Bible in order to us gain knowledge and wisdom. Just like any other book, which you would think for school, we need to know what we believe, right? All right? That's why we, that's why we want to go through this, because we, not, we need to know why we study the Bible. What, why do we have the Bible? And the Bible is not just an old book, all right? I already said this, but the word Bible comes from the word biblos, all right? It's a Greek word, all right? So this is what we have to understand. This is what we are looking at, all right? We're not just talking about any Bible. We're talking about God's Word, which makes it a whole lot different than the other Bibles, what people have. And we've got to make sure as we're going to look at that, that we know that, hey, these are the books that God has put for us to read, all right? This is, these are the books, all right? What is the structure of the Bible? From beginning to end, it provides a unified picture of who God is, who we are, and what we need most. All right? So this is what we need to understand. When we think of the structure of the Bible, we need to know from beginning to end, it provides a picture of who God is, right? And when we see who God is, we see who we are and what we need most. All right? This is very key as we study and we go through this. We need to know the Bible, because when we know who God is, we see how, how wicked, how desperately wicked we are. And we see how much we need Him. So, when we think of the Bible, right? The structure of the Bible. The Bible is written in what? 
There's what? A New Testament and an Old Testament, right? Two Testaments. All right? We have the Old Testament and the New Testament. The structure, the division of the two Testament, the Old Testament and the New Testament, the word we translate Testament could be more accurately translated as covenant. All right? It could be as a covenant. What's a covenant? Does anyone know what a covenant is? What's a covenant? Huh? A promise, okay. Agreement, right? That's what we want to look at. It's a promise, an agreement, right? A covenant is an agreement between two parties that govern the terms of their relationship. All right? This is important for us to understand that this is not just anything, but this is a covenant that God has given us. The Old and the New Testament. And you know what the sad thing is today? Is this. We don't learn the books of the Bible like we used to. We don't, right? Let's be honest. How many of you in this room, you could say, I know all the books of the Bible? That if I said, let's have a test. I'm talking about in order and the way they come. How many of y'all could do that? How many of y'all could say those? But, all right, for the most part, right? But I'm saying like, that used to be something that was just common to all of us. We had to learn the books of the Bible and we had to know them from what they were, right? There was no choice. Everyone knew, the, in a sense, books of the Bible, which makes, like I said, today a lot different than when we, when we think about it. So as we think of the Bible, the Old Testament details the establishment of the Old Covenant and the promises of the coming of Christ. And the New Testament describes the, of the New Covenant that God had planned all along, that God planned everything, right? So we look at the Old Testament, we can look a little bit further, it is a prophecy. It shows things that are going to happen, and the New Testament brings in the Messiah, all right? It brings in the Messiah for us. And the reason why we need to understand is this, with the two Testaments. If we only had the Old Testament, what would we be still looking for? We would still be looking for who? The Messiah. But if we only had the New Testament, we would have the Messiah, but we wouldn't know exactly how he got there. What was the plan? And the prophecy helps to establish that, as we're going to see. You know, we're going to look at these different things. So, there are 39 books in the Old Testament. There are 27 books in the New Testament. All right, there are 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. Now, how much books does that mean is in the whole Bible? 66 books, right? So there are 66 books in the whole Bible. It's very important as we think about it because we have to know what we are talking about. We need to know how many books. Now, we're going to find out that how the Bible was written was not like how we read today. All right, we're going to look at it a little bit further. Because when we see the Bible, the Bible is not written in the verses that we have. They were just manuscripts and, and, and they were written in paragraphs. But later on, they put them into the verses. So we're going to look at that a little bit later. A constant theme is the promise of a Messiah as we think of the Old Testament. All right? There's always going to be this promise of the Messiah who fully and finally liberated the Israelites from danger and oppression. That's what we see in the Old Testament, all right? This is very important for us because, like I said, we need to know why we study the Bible. All right? If we don't know why we study the Bible, what's the point of studying it? If we don't know what the Bible is, what's the point of reading it? 
To be honest with you, it's just like any other book if we don't really want to apply it to our lives. We might just pick up a, a magazine and read that. That's why it's very important for us to understand it. Again, a recurrent theme is that Jesus is the Messiah who was promised in the Old Testament. This is a recurrent theme that Jesus is the Messiah who was promised in the Old Testament. Again, like I said, the Old Testament shows that there is a Messiah who is coming. Israel was waiting for the Messiah. The Jews were waiting for the Messiah to come. The Israelites, right? They were waiting for the Messiah to come. And as we can look, the New Testament shows the Messiah came. And it's very important that we have the Old and New Testament too because this is not in your notes, but let me tell you this. When it comes to the Jews, there are some who are still looking for the Messiah because they don't want to accept the New Testament. They want to stick in the Old Testament, stay in the Old Testament. And that's why you have to know both the Old and the New Testament. The names, all right? Each book in the Bible has a name, all right? They are often named after the author of the book or after one of its key characters summarizes their content, right? So they're either named after an author, which we have an author like, let's see, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, right? Those are named after those people. Now, there are books, like I said, that are just named by the different the people who the book may be about, who are they going through life, right? So the key characters. Job, right? Job is a serious book about a character who went through many, much suffering. And so we need to know these things, right? So, like I said, sometimes books are given a name that summarizes their content. So we need to understand, to summarize their content, what was happening in that book. If you think of Paul's letters, he wrote letters to the different places, the churches. All right? And we're going to look at those a little bit later. Like I said, as we think of chapter and verse, these divisions were not present when the books are written. So when we consider this, John chapter 3, verse 16, that was not written like that. The manuscripts were written as just manuscripts. Like how we write an essay, they were written just like that. They were not breaking down into the book like how we have and like this, all right? The divisions were not present when the books were written. That's important to think about, right? And that's why you see when the Bible is written, that's why you see the King James Version that most of you may know, you will see that from the start to finish, right? They'll have verse 1, will always be the side, 2, 3, you can look down, 4, 5, 6. Other versions of the Bible, translations, We'll have them more in paragraphs. And then you see that the, the verses are added into there, right? You, you know what I'm talking about? How many of you have a King James Bible? All right, King James, like I said, all the verses you will see written on the left side, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. When you have an NIV or ESV, whatever it may be, it's going to be in the paragraphs and the verses are written in that way. Genres, all right? We do we know what genres is? What is genres? Categories, right? So just like we have categories of music, like we listen to, the, the Bible is written in different genres, different categories, all right? As we think about this, the history books are meant to describe historical events as they happen in the past. Examples include Genesis, Ruth, and Acts, all right? These are some of those books that we need to understand, right? 
The second one is the law. Law books tell how God intends the ancient nation of Israel to function. How it tells it how it needs to function in all the different areas of life. Those books are like Deuteronomy, Leviticus. Now, how many of you ever written the book of Leviticus? I mean, read the book of Leviticus, all right? If you read a book of Leviticus, I'm going to tell you it's very hard to understand. It's very hard to understand because it talks about a lot of the, the sacrifices. And I'll be honest with you, it will scare you. Because the things that used to happen then, when you think of that, it would be very scary for you today. Where they had to take all the animals and kill them for the, you know, for the sacrifices. And it goes on and on. And that's why we have to understand that we need it. It's the law. It shows how people live. Deuteronomy shows the law, the commandments, Ten Commandments, different things like that, right? Wisdom books. All right? These are books and sayings meant to guide a relationship to God and to the, one another. Examples include Job, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. All right? This is an important to think about because, like we said, Job, anyone who read the book of Job knows what? It's about suffering. He goes through a lot of different issues. Proverbs. People like to read that because they sometimes think it's encouraging. Who wrote the book of Proverbs? Different people, but Solomon was one of them who wrote most of those particular things. The wisest man, right? So other people, different people wrote it, but they also say a lot of it was written by Solomon. Ecclesiastes, same thing. Poetry. All right? Again, these are different books written in a poetic form to praise God our gratitude for his gifts to humanity. Examples include Psalms, Song of Psalms, and Lamentations. All right? These are very important for us to think about, to know. The next one is prophecy. All right? Prophecy, prophetic books. What is prophecy? What is prophecy? What was it? Telling the future, right? The Old Testament has the different books of prophecy. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Malachi. We read so many times as we think in the church today, Isaiah 53. And that's why I said it's very important as we think of the Jews. The Jews, like I said, some of them don't accept the New Testament. So we need to take them back to Isaiah 53, what talks about the Messiah and how the Messiah came to die. This is what we need, and this is why it's very important. And this is why it's important that you look at the Old Testament and New Testament and see the dots connected. And in the coming weeks, we're going to have a poster up there that's going to show you just different prophecies in the Old Testament and how they're fulfilled in the New Testament. The next one is this, the Gospels. All right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are the Gospels. These are things that most people start off reading when they come to know the Bible. They start off by these different passages of Scripture. All right? It's so important to think about because you know why? These books relate to Jesus, the Messiah. It shows his works. shows what he did on earth. It's so important. The epistles, all right? These are written by Paul. A lot of them are written by Paul. As we think of different letters, Romans, Titus, Ephesians, Galatians, 1 Thessalonians, and 1 Peter. These were dedicated to teaching the truth about God in a section dedicated to telling people how to live in light of truth. So let me ask this question. Why do you, why do you think this is important to know? Do you think it's important to know? Yeah. 
what the genres of the Bible. Like, don't we like different genres of music? Don't we like to say we, know, we like this type of genre, we like that genre, we like this style. We need to know what we're reading. All right, we need to know what type of book it was because that helps us. Like I said, when we think of the gospel, we think of Jesus Christ, we think of, let me look and see the life of Christ. And as we go through it, when we think of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're all written from a different perspective. That's why it's very important for us to know that and understand that. And the last one is this. Somebody, let's see if someone can pronounce that for us. Let's see, anyone can pronounce it? Okay, apocalypse, right? Our writing specific form of prophecy predicting disaster and destruction, imagery, and symbolism, all right? What are some of these versions? Daniel, all right? Let me tell you something in the book of Daniel. The reality is for all of us is this. When we think of the book of Daniel, what do we think about? Daniel, lion's den. We think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But there's so much symbolism in those books that we need to know. Revelation. Well, you ever read the book of Revelation? All right, you don't like it, right? Why you don't like the book of Revelation? Because it talks about destruction. It talks about so much stuff, right? It's imagery. It brings a lot of pictures to us. So let me ask this question. The Bible exists to impart true and sound wisdom from God to humanity. John Calvin says this, Nearly all the wisdom we possess, that is to say true and sound wisdom, consists of two parts, the knowledge of God and of ourselves. Let me read that again. Nearly all the wisdom we possess, and that is to say true and sound wisdom, consists of two parts, the knowledge of God and of ourselves. Again, as I started off, we talked about when we see the Bible, we see God. We see the Word of God that He has written. Then when we read God's Word, we see us. We see how desperately wicked we are and how in the need of a Savior we are. Again, the purpose of the Bible is to show mankind who God is and His plan to save mankind from their sin through His Son, Jesus Christ. You see, sometimes we just look at the Bible and we think of, we'd like to stay in the New Testament. And we're all guilty of it, I think, a lot of us. A lot of us like to read the New Testament. Because the New Testament, you know, it relates more to us now. And it helps us to see ourselves more in a sense. But we got to understand when we look at the Old Testament, again, like I said, it connects the dots. Let me ask a question. How many of you like to just, well, probably you do, but how many of you like to just read the end of the book and don't worry about what happened in the middle of the book or the, or the beginning? Sometimes, right? But that's not all the time, right? You want to know the whole book, right? You want to, it's just like finding out watching a movie, right? And you only find out the end of the movie. And you don't know how it got to that point. It's very hard to relate. Just like when we think of God's Word, we need to know the whole Bible, And this is the last point here, all right? The Bible is God's gift to you. One collection, two testaments, 66 books written, all right? These were preserved for you so that you might know him and his salvation in Jesus Christ. 
It's important for us to understand this. All right? We're going through this. We're going through these basics because we need to know the basics of the Bible. All of us. And we need to know how we get there. We need to know why we read what we read. So like I said, we read it so that we know what we believe. You know, let me, let me just say this as we close. All right? Because when I, when I say that we need to know the Bible, it's very important because you know what's happening in today's society? People are trying to disregard the Bible every day. And you're going to go to college, you're going to go other places, and you're going to even go to Christian schools and different places that people are disregard some things of the Bible. And you need to know what you believe and why you believe it. And I think too many times we take these things as a joke. But guess what? God's word is so true and, and is, is life-changing. And again, like I said, we need to know what we believe. And I would challenge each of us as we, you know, we're learning more about this. We're learning about the different genres. We're learning about all these things that we would really understand. We would dig deeper into God's word. And now, like I said, as you have this, it helps you to know why was this book written? Because I'm going to be honest with you. When you read books like Isaiah and Jeremiah, some of those prophets, it's very hard to understand. And we need God's help. We need the Holy Spirit to help us to understand it. But it helps us because we can connect to the New Testament, what was going on. And not every prophecy is fulfilled yet. There are some that still have to be fulfilled. But we see different ones that have already been fulfilled. And like I said, right over here, we're going to have, over the next couple of weeks, we have the different genres here. We have the different, but the whole Bible, people who wrote the Bible and different authors. And we can look a little bit more at that next week. So let us uh, close in a word of prayer, and then we could go into our small groups. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Father, we thank you for your true. Thank you for your word. Thank you that it is true. And thank you that we can have hope and we can learn about it. And Father, even now as we are just trying to just look at the basics, and, and Father, just as we look at how the Bible was written and why it was written, and I pray, Father, that we would realize that, as it's every race said, that we would see you first of all. And because we see you, we see our sin, we see the mankind needs you. And Father, I pray that as we go throughout the next couple of weeks, that you would help us to understand this, help us to just apply it, help us to really see that we need you. And Father, I pray you continue to be with us tonight, that you be on all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.